Welcome to Divorce at Altitude, a podcast on Colorado family law. I'm Ryan Kalamea. Each week, along with my business partner and co-host, Amy Gosha, or an expert, we discuss a particular topic related to divorce or co-parenting in Colorado. In addition, we have created a short series of lessons that will take you through the legal process of divorce and answer your questions from simple to complex. Divorce isn't easy. The end of a marriage, especially when children are involved, brings a great deal of loss and change. We hope these practical tips and insights will help you on your journey to a new and better life. This is a how-to episode on stock options, restricted stock and restricted stock units, RSUs, and deferred compensation. Now, all of these fall within a category known as executive compensation. And one might wonder whether compensation is more appropriately found within income and discussed for support purposes, such as spousal maintenance or child support. But there is a property interest, and we have a similar issue with business interest where a business owner, a closely held business may generate income and it's evaluated and valued based on the income produced as well as a consideration for the amount of income for that owner in support purposes. But let's set that issue aside and really let's focus on the property interest. That's generally going to be uh, guided by a court case known as balance in two. And in that case, this Colorado Supreme Court analyzed stock options that were vested or unvested, and that was what the lower court determined mattered. And instead, the balance in two courts said that really what matters is you look at the contract to see if there is what is known as a presently enforceable right. If there is, then the property interest is considered in the divorce. Now, that's a separate issue from whether or not it is marital or separate property, but it's first going to be considered property. Now, that's important because if Eric Wolf, our hypothetical divorce client, is the recipient of, let's say, stock options because he works for a tech company in Boulder, he undoubtedly is going to say, well, my stock options aren't vested and that's all that really matters. And unfortunately, not so fast. Eric, they could be unvested, there could be unvested stock options that are a property interest. Now, the counter is it is fair to say that if there is vested stock options during the marriage, that that is going to be property. Again, it gets really complex, like many things that we have covered on some of these advanced concepts in uh, divorce law in Colorado, but really timing matters. And that's going to determine in large part whether or not there is a property interest, but it's also really going to drive whether or not there is marital or separate property. So if Eric Wolf signs on with that tech company and he's issued stock options in exchange for coming aboard, it's essentially a signing bonus, and that's done during the marriage, then those stock options are generally going to be seen as uh, marital property. Now, there could be some uh, different categories or tranches of stock options, and some of the stock options or uh, restricted stock, they could be based on future performance. It could be based on the length of time with the company, and he may not have uh, yet reached that milestone. And there could be some issue in terms of the divorce being finalized before those milestones in the future have been met. 
In reality, there's often a combo or in terms of partial performance by Eric in terms of stock options or restricted stock so that some of his service in terms of what is relevant for uh, the stock options could be done during the marriage for past services or while the divorce is pending, as well as something in the future. Now, in that scenario where there is a combination of past and future service, we could look at a time rule. And really what that's going to be is a fraction of marital versus overall vesting or performance period. So if the option period is, let's say it's 100 months and 30 of those would be done or have been done during the marriage, then the amount of those 100 options or stock options would be 30% marital and 70 percent separate property. And what we can do is look at different valuation methods that are going to involve undoubtedly experts. And there's really complex rules and there's not specific guidance necessarily in Colorado on how to necessarily value those stock options or the deferred compensation, but experts are going to be involved. And you might want to look at episode 73 in terms of the options for how these stock options or or restricted stock can be divided or dealt with in a Colorado divorce. Now, episode 73, that is where I discussed dividing qualified retirement plans, such as pension plans. And indeed, the tax code and the other regulations over these particular areas of executive comp, pretty similar, but really we've got three different options. We've got the present valuation. Let's figure out how much it is worth now. And again, you're going to get into that time roll, the 70-30 example that I gave with Eric Wolf. But then you would also pay out Melanie and divide the 30% and really kind of get down into how much is that uh, worth right now. You could also have a second option is deferred distribution. So let's say that Eric Wolf has 100 stock options, but they're not vested. We don't know exactly when he is going to exercise them or really that there's going to be some sort of liquidation based on those stock options. It could be way off in the future, but when he does, and if he does a uh, a hundred of them, then, you know, you would really be looking at, well, 30% need to be addressed because those are uh, marital. The final and third different option is you reserve jurisdiction. So the court could hold out any sort of determination on what's going to happen with those hundred uh, stock units. Again, it gets really kind of sticky or complex and there's no real bright line rule on executive compensation. If you want to find out more information on the various issues in terms of marital and separate property, valuation, taxes certainly come into play in terms of executive compensation. I would refer you to property division in episode 56, marital and separate property in episode 58, dividing marital property, which is in episode 61. And finally, as I referenced before, tax implications in a Colorado divorce in episode 97. But hopefully that helps give you an overview on what is a very complex and ever-changing concept in divorce law in Colorado. Thanks for listening or watching this short lesson on the Divorce Altitude podcast. If you found this helpful, please leave a review or share with a friend. It does help for others that are going through or thinking about a divorce in Colorado. 
If you want to find out more information, please visit kalamea.law or divorceataltitude.com. And that's K-A-L-A-M-A-Y-A.law. Remember, this is educational information. It's not intended to be legal advice. Please consult with an attorney about the particulars of your case. We're happy to answer questions. Feel free to give us a call at 970-315-2365. Thank you.